When I was young, I hated New Year's Eve. Um, most of the time, because I had to babysit when I got old enough, when my parents went out and danced. And I remember one of the first times that I uh, was left alone with my brothers and sisters, and so at midnight, we lived in town. I went outside and I just waited, thinking that something amazing was gonna happen at midnight, and it didn't, of course. So I went in and got a big pan and a spoon, and I went out and hit it. The neighbors were probably calling the cops. Uh, later on, uh, I tried to redeem New Year's by, for several years, I had a New Year's retreat. And uh, we would spend New Year's Eve uh, through several conferences. I have people bring their calendars and they go through the year and take a look at what happened and, and uh, talk about some direction and things in their lives. And then we had mass that started at 11.30. We were in church at midnight. And then uh, afterwards, we'd go down to, down to the cafeteria, wherever we had it at. And uh, it was a group of college students and married and single and a bunch of old nuns and they'd play cards till two o'clock in the morning you know and snack on stuff and then we'd get up and have breakfast about nine o'clock and finish the day out but a new year is kind of intuitively a time for us to take a look at the direction of our lives and and most of us know wink wink how well new year's resolutions go so you have all these great ideas, and by the 3rd of January, you've already screwed them up, and by the 5th, you forgot what they were. So it's really not so much about that, but it is about a time to take a look from the back and say, what was the direction of my life last year? How to get to where I am today? And then, what direction do I want to take for next year, and what are the things that I can do to kind of move myself along that direction? And so the three short readings that we have um, today are really wonderful ones for us to get just a little touchstone, three really simple things for us to keep in mind as we go into the new year. And so this first reading from the book of Numbers that we don't hear about very often has contained in the reading today what we call the blessing of Aaron. And so it's to speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them, this is how you shall bless the Israelites. Bless you and keep you. Let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Look upon you kindly and give you peace. So the first point, the first thing I want you to think about, all, and one way to, to evaluate last year, but also to get ready for the new year, is can you be a blessing to other people? It's very simple. Be a blessing to other people. So that's really a simple thing to do. It doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of talent. And probably in this day and age, the biggest thing that people need to be a blessing to them is just to be present to them. Just listen to them. We live in a world with more communication than ever and more lonely people than ever. Be a blessing to people. If you get a crabby cashier, don't give them crabby back. I remember I was at a a gas station and I went in to pay and had my collar on and I was at the counter and I put my finger down and I went like this once and the guys, the young kids said, that's annoying. I said, well, gee, I didn't want to be annoying to you today. I guess I was just practicing my piano. Anyway. Be a blessing to people. The second one comes from our second reading from Galatians, huh? And this reading from Galatians reminds us uh, in a very, very important way about why God came, okay? As proof that you are children, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, 
so that you're no longer a slave but a child, and if a child, you're also an heir through God. And so what's the second thing we can take from that? Well, really two parts. One is that the scriptures refer to God as daddy. As daddy. That's what Abba is. So is your idea of God somebody who's waiting at the computer with the smite button to, to hit, hit, you know, what am I going to get hit with next? That, he, God wants to have a relationship with us. But in the same way, God wants to have a relationship with each other. And so by virtue of God's grace, not by any of our likes or dislikes, we are brothers and sisters. We are brothers and sisters to people we will never meet. The people in Ukraine who are getting hammered right now, they're our brothers and sisters. So if we keep that in our mind, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ to everyone, that will shape a lot of things that we think and do. In other words, there's no them and us. Those people. There's a fundamental connection there, whether we like it or not, that comes from God, not through us. Second point. The third one then comes to us from this gospel today. And, you know, Mary is mentioned three times in this gospel. And we really don't know much about Mary, but I think the most profound thing we know about Mary is from this gospel. And so remember what we just got a little recount of what the story was, okay? So uh, if you don't remember, um, Mary's in her kitchen. An angel shows up and says, guess what, honey, you're going to have a baby. And she says, no, I don't think so. Talk to the girl next door. <clears throat> and uh, she said, well, this, I, I really don't get this. And he said, you don't have to get this because God's in charge. And she says, let it be done to me according to your word. So she has the baby. And now all these strangers start showing up. First were shepherds who were the lowlifes of society. And they started to show up and tell her about her kid. And then the wise men who are starting their trek across the sanctuary right now, they show up, strangers from other countries, really foreign lands, and they come up to tell about their kid. Now, those of you who have born children, what would you think if you were in the hospital and somebody shows up from Oneida, you know, or Osterdoc, and says, oh, I've heard about your kid, and you go, would you get out of my room? And then somebody else says, oh no, I, I drove all the way from Des Moines. And they, somebody else says, Des Moines, I came from Germany. Do you understand how crazy that is? We make it so romantic that we, that we kind of take the facts out of it. And so what was Mary's response? It said, all who heard it were amazed at what had been told them by the shepherds. The shepherds are not educated people. And the shepherds are telling them all about this. <coughs> What's Mary do? Verse 19. And Mary kept all these things reflecting upon them in her heart. You know what that is? That's prayer. It's prayer. So Mary didn't have, to, didn't have to ask questions. She didn't have to understand it all. She just needed to put herself at the service of God in her life. So those are three things I want you to think about as we go into the new year. Okay? <clears throat> I think they're significant for us. Okay? That first of all, we're called to be a blessing to each other. That secondly, that's easier to do when we remember that we're all brothers and sisters in the first place. So there's no division, there's no judgment, there's no of these other kinds of things that we like to let ourselves off the hook. Well, if she wasn't like that, if they weren't like that, if they just get a job, blah, blah, blah. No, none of that fits. And then the third thing is, is we, like Mary, 
can pray. When things don't, we don't understand things. Anybody here have anything happen in your life that you never understood? The rest of you are either asleep or lying. Of course those things happen. So we go to God in prayer and we say, okay, I don't get this, but I know you do, so I'm here. Three easy things to do that will establish a direction in your new year, okay? So these are the three things that Emma is going to get baptized in here shortly, okay? So this isn't just uh, something that we check off a list on things. This becomes a lifestyle. So that's what we want to do, not make this some kind of a superstitious thing, um, but this is baptizing her into a lifestyle about being a blessing, about being brothers and sisters to all people, and about having a life of prayer to help to understand the things that don't always make sense. So with that in mind, it's a great day for us to baptize on this first day of the year as a reminder to us about what you and I are called to do.